This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome to Real Adventures, talking all things fishing, boating and the great outdoors for Razorback 4x4, Australia's best four-wheel drive sea covers with protection like no other. And Club Marine, need insurance for your boat or jet ski? Discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. Here's your hosts, Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Habgood. Good morning and welcome to Real Adventures, the Razorback 4x4. There's nothing like Razorback 4x4. Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Habgood joining you this morning to talk all things fishing, boating and the great outdoors. And Redmond, I haven't, uh, haven't checked my ticket this morning because you don't even know what the results are. But this, may be, the last, this, this may be the last show. I'm assuming I've won it. <laughs> well, I have won it. Powerball, 200 million. 100,000 I only won though. 100 million. I mean, 100 million. 100 million. 100, 100 million. Sorry, I won half the prize. 100 million. I tell you what, if I've won it, I'm not sitting here. I'm sorry, I'm not. No, I do like you, and I do like it... doing this, but I'm not. I'm just not. I don't have time to do this if I, I win my 100 million, 200 million. I, I don't even know if it went off. I'm just, no, I'm assuming it did, and I have that. I'm just going to go cash it in. But I, I agree. We're probably. This is the last real adventures show. So when you. <laughs> but when I say to you next week. Uh, I'm not coming in. I haven't won it. I've just decided to retire for different reasons. Because I don't you, want people to be treat me differently. What are you telling people what you won if you win two hundred million? No, but there'll be signs. <laughs> there'll be signs. I mean, I'm still going to go to the club. Private helicopter <laughs> every day. But David Warner style. David Warner style. And you know, you sent me a Riviera the other day, six point three million. Probably going to buy that. So there'll be signs, but not in your face sort of signs. <laughs> I tell you what, I wouldn't buy you another coffee again at the Cats, that's for sure. <laughs> um, you are very kind of me. It, uh, hey, good morning, everyone. It's, it's an early morning, early start as per usual. Um, you've had a bit of um, had a bit of fatherly time this week. I did. It's, well, and you know what I'm more excited about. We're going to talk about that, but this weekend's looking absolutely amazing. 26 today, 33 tomorrow. I love this weather. So if you are listening, make sure... If you are in Victoria, you're out in the water. You're out in the water because today's a cracker. It's absolutely stunning out there today. But uh, yes, I took the young fella snorkeling during the week and we had a bloody time about My kid's three and I'm taking him snorkeling. And this is the stuff that as a parent, like the first years of crap. <laughs> but then when you can start... <laughs> when you can start doing stuff you like clock, this... You clocked on when Finn turned I'm, I'm starting to clock on now. <laughs> I just love, you ever, like, if, if you see what I do with him with the fishing side of it, and he's good at that, I'm a bit over that now. Something different. Do you ever find, like, I lie in bed at night. We have a uh, one-year-old, a four-year-old, and a six-year-old just starting grade one. And I lie in bed, and when Winnie goes off, our youngest, like, I'll always make some. Yeah, you put it down pat, you reckon, don't you? <laughs> so it's like, oh, he's asleep. I, I've, I'll, I'll let you in on do you know with me? Little secret here, Aaron. I have woken <laughs> to every 
like a bar maybe five times in the entire kid's existence. I've been up to every time they've woken up. I have just chosen... No, as in you've woken up. You haven't been up. You've woken up every time. <laughs> yes. And I have just chosen to go the old... I have not ever been up once, I can tell you that, for me overnight. <laughs> oh, our partners are great. Let's leave. We'll give them that. Uh, Parenting RS this morning, if you want well, any more advice, we are happy to give it to you. You actually got me in a bit of strife during the week. How? You you got me in a lot of strife with my young child, Finn. I actually refused to show him your social media, but oh, I didn't... the octopus. The octopus. I didn't yes. realise that Kari had showed him, my partner, and... You were obviously down in the rock pools doing what we love doing. and Bit of rock pool rambling. Yes, and uh, chasing octopus and obviously your silly dad's there because he's the one that always finds his stuff. Man, he thinks he's Steve Irwin. <laughs> he does think he's like, Steve Irwin. Some sort of animal Mate, pops out. I don't he think, thinks he's Steve Irwin. My kid's pretty wild, like, in all honesty, and I don't reckon I could trust him with your dad. <laughs> He'd die. <laughs> he would, your dad would be like, there's a tiger snake. You can pick it up, Finn. No worries, bang. And he would pick it up in two seconds. That is just your dad. Uh, you know last summer Octus he actually picked up a snake? Yeah, I believe it. He'd always the, wanted to pick up a snake. This is, so he just did it. But it wasn't like a tiger snake. It was a white lip. You know, they're not venomous. He's like, I always wanted to pick one up. These are wriggly. Oh, he's, no, I'm disappointed. I was hoping it was a brownie. But no, you're in the rock pools <laughs> with the kids. But... Uh, that's then look like that, that's just something that we you can do during the summer months, especially in the late afternoons, and we get a nice northerly and a low tide. Yeah, it's bloody fantastic. Uh, so we we Finn's just gotten right into snorkeling, and yep. we've thoroughly been like when I say right into it, this kid is Doing like, it beyond day. obsessed with it. And he's got this little pool in the backyard, and he's just in there constantly in the bath with his snorkel, and picked it up really quick. And for those that are wanting to do this with their kids, the rock pools around Mornington Peninsula into. Port, like outside the Port Phillip Bay heads, right down to Mogs and even Wire River. It's great down there. Everywhere along the coast are these fantastic rock pools that you can throw these kids in. They can see so much diversity down there. And it's very safe because you can sit on the edge, like, depending on your kid's ability, but you can sit on the edge, watch. You're only, you're only a metre from them, two metres max, safer than a pool. Um, can I ask you about these mini scuba tanks? Oh, I have, have seen you these. seen these oh, right, I know, yeah, they, yeah, I know what you're talking these about. These tiny yeah. ones? Like the don't show Finn, please. Any diving one, like like half liter. Yeah. So the other day we're going down Rockpool Ramblin. Kids have got the bug as yours do, and I'm like, I said to Dad, bring down the mini tanks. Sounds yeah, good. Right. I'm like, just make sure they're they're filled up. Oh yeah, they're filled up. <laughs> Friggin' hell, they were heavy. It would have been oh. an 800 k walk in. 800 k, 800 meter. 800 k. You're going that's, well that's as a cat. Walk in. That's going good at the cats preseason. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go, Wayne. This morning, anyway, walk him in with a bag because you, as a dad, you're a pack horse when you get to the beach. You carry freaking everything. Kari carries the bag, but yep. <laughs> anyway, I carry everything. <laughs> get down there. Not only has dad not pumped them up, he hasn't looked at the. There's a little, you know, toggle on the side that you yep. can see. Oh, it's got a little gauge X, there. X number of yeah. Um, X number what, of what? I'm going to ask you that question. What's the term? RPM. <laughs> Bar Bar's the scientific name We're using this In the diving world there Patrick No the RPM that's <laughs> The <left> RPM <laughs> How many RPM left For 400 <laughs> Beautiful Air pressure solid Anyway Not only are the tanks got The, the tanks have got uh, Like there's the At the very top Where you screw it in It's just Empty I'm like dad I'm breathing directly Into that And it's actually got Dust in there Something not Goes not back great, to the conversation, a, your father. <laughs> not a great sign, John Boy, but appreciate the effort. Have you ever used one? Because no, I haven't. And I, I'm very interested in doing it. Um, Actually, brilliant. 
like I, I was surprised how brilliant it is. Just for the convenience of like just with kids, that's more to the point of it. You can just jump down, they can stay down for a little bit and come back up. And it was a couple hundred bucks. I like, have to look. I have to look into it because you can get and ones that attach to actually your masks and stuff now too. Exactly, and so. you you can pump it up with a bike pump. Like yeah. I was really impressed with how good it is, and there's a little. Um, not satchel, what am I thinking? A little holding device, backpack sort of thing that goes across your chest. Yeah, I have seen that, yeah. Anyway, we need to get into a bit of um, boating news. Redmond, a little bit of fishing news from around the country. Uh, Eden Craft, their new 255 formula has been unplugged. We've seen, or posted to socials, um, the new plug of their boat come out of the mould. What does, does it mean for one of Australia's most recognisable manufacturers? I mean, you've p- spent plenty of time in Eden Crafts over the years. Going that little bit bigger, it makes sense as we've seen maxi trailer boats get bigger and bigger. And Eden Craft haven't had that boat that's just that little bit bigger to, to match it in a sense size-wise with those max trailer boats. It just opens up their market a little bit more. That's my opinion on it. It just... It's yeah, it's a great idea. So two twenty five foot, so that's going into that birdie sort of range of size. Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think it's a great idea by them. I think it just opens up another as long as they can keep up with the, I guess, the build times of all their other boats, and I think they've done doing extremely well. So opened another avenue to their market, uh, and I think this is the plans with similar to North Bank too, and a lot of other companies are doing the same thing. They just open up a bigger range of of things. Uh, not sure how the boat's going to go. I haven't been in one or anything, but... Well, here, I don't know how it's going to go either, but what I can probably assume is that it's going to go fast. Oh, I can guarantee you they're going to have big horsepower on the back of them. Do you want me to give you the max rating that was... Uh, let me get... I actually don't know. 25 foot... Let me work it out. I'm going to go at least minimum twin 400s. <laughs> twin 400s? Yeah. Twin 400s is what is the yeah. max... Horsepower, so 800 horsepower. I thought it'd be about that range. Which is extraordinary to see. Hey, Yamaha, obviously one of the biggest manufacturers. and most well-known engine manu- manufacturers right around the world, has purchased electric outboard manufacturer Torquedo. So cheating the game. Well, it makes sense, doesn't really it? Cheating the game. It's smart in the game. Well, we've seen Yamaha, uh, Yamaha Mercury invest in in this sort of stuff, and most recently there was a an overseas uh, boating convention and Mercury teased a far more significantly sized horsepower full electric outboard. Now, it was very much a concept idea and I think it was Club Marine that posted it to their socials and it looked like something that was in you know well in excess of 130 horsepower. But it makes sense, I think, as Yamaha continue to, I suppose, match it or at least... I come to the game with what Mercury's done in that space. So, um, speaking of Yamaha, the new 350 released at, so we're going to be released at Sanctuary Cove. Yep. Icon of the Seas now. What's you, that? Well, it is the world's largest cruise liner. Now, you like your, you'd be, I'm not much of a cruise liner person. I think, I've never been on one. I think of like gastro, but you would, you would, Oh, it, yeah, I'd 100%. I'd love to do Oh, I reckon more of a younger thing for me back in the day, but I, I would definitely do one, yeah. I'd love to. Well, I think the family My would mother, enjoy this. Yeah. 20 decks, Ooh. nearly 2,500 crew. 2,500 crew. crew. So, yeah, right. 5,600 guests. 
There's seven pools, seven world pools, six, as they say, record uh, breaking water slides. And how's this in terms of um, fuel usage? We worked out 24,000 litres. <laughs> no, 10,000. 10,000 ton. Ton. No, 10 ton of fuel. <laughs> 10 tonne of, ton of fuel per hour. 10, I haven't even got this in front liters. of me. You have it in front of you. Well, because <laughs> the numbers are so big. 10,000 litres, 10 tonnes of fuel per hour. Yep, that's, at, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so for a day's cruise, well in excess of, what, a quarter of a billion 10 tonnes of fuel per hour. So you look at that. So diesel's roughly around that two buck mark. You tip them with them getting chips, uh, getting trucks down, whatnot. It's going to be a little bit more expensive. So she's expensive to run, mate. She's expensive. To yeah, run. if you're not, you if, if you've got, you're definitely going to be driving down wind if you're driving it. That's for sure. You're going to try and save yourself <laughs> a dollar, but that's eighty thousand gallons a day is what it's using. Oh boy, what do you use per day? A couple hundred. Let's just say my credit card's not covering that bill. <laughs> hey, as we're heading to the break, yep. one of the things you did do with Finn during the week, and this is a great thing as we've got – we're in the summer months at the moment, obviously, and getting your kids in the water, enjoying fishing. Um, mini marlin, garfish. Yeah, so that we sort of – whenever I take the kids out, and in particular Mia, because she's a bit younger, and you don't hear much of Mia yet. She'll come into the she'll come into the rains a little bit. She's my one and a bit – well, nearly two in April, to be honest with you, so not – Probably not one and a half anymore, but she'll come into the range the next probably six months, I reckon, which is a little bit different personality to what Finn is. Yep. So a bit different different kids. But uh, it's about catering for the kids on the boat. So I'm not going out there with the kids and Kari to go out and catch my 60 whiting, 20 flooded, 20 squid, blah, blah, blah. You want I'm it not, to be a good day. Yeah, well, we're just going out, Chris, and I take, I literally take two rods. I take a little bit of burley and a little bit of bait. And yep. I asked Finn, what do you want to catch for the day? Yep. So I try and tailor it for him. He goes, I want to catch the, bar- the marlin, which means the garfish. Yep. He knows what they are and he wants to do that. So we go up into the shallows around like sort of Mud Island or off St. Leonard's in close and we get a nice little burly trail going and the garfish come. And they're a really, really good thing to do with the kids because they're quite easy to catch. They can visually watch the float. They're not actually having to strike the fish as such. They're watching the float. Yeah. And then they're safe to handle. You can see a fish, but they can't. Yeah, well, Finn's got his little sunnies yeah. on. He's up the back going telling every 10 seconds, catch that toady, catch that toady. I don't want a toady, Finn. It's all he wants to catch. But basically, we just cater the day to suit the kids rather than try and do it. And that, that's how I believe that I've, I've been able to work my kids into the boat so good. Yep. And I know I'm a little bit flexible with time because I can – cater for them and a bit more time on the water where yep. a lot of people want to go out and just do everything in a day because I understand, I do understand that. But yeah, trying to make my kids enjoy it as much as possible and the handling of it, they're really easy for the kids to handle. Yep. Like there's no spikes on them whatsoever other than on their not nose. Not going to bite your hand. Yeah, it's not going to hurt them. So Mia, yep. he's, Finn's catching them. Mia's playing with him in the bucket and it just works really, really well. We did that till they get a little bit sick of it and then what I do with the burley, right? I shake the burley and all the banjos are on the ground. The Port Jacksons are down there. There's flatties down there. There's probably whiting. There's salmon coming through. There's toadies. And, of course, the garfish. And once sort of Finn gets a little bit bored of that, in a way, I say, let's go snorkeling. Yeah. So we jump in the water. Mix it up. And then we mix it up and we go snorkeling for a bit. And then we drive to the seals. And then we go to see the birds. And then we jump in the water at Pope's Eye, have a snorkel. Again, sees more fish. And then we go in. We're out for three and a half hours. And, like, so that's... Finn can do 10 hours, which but is a decent, can't. Yeah, which is a decent... Hall with the kids, yep. but if you're mixing it up, mixing you're not doing it up, the same thing over and, and, and I'm picking the day too. Like you saw the day that we had, we knew the wind was going to come up about twelve, 
And no joke, this is no word of a lie, the young fella, I said to him that night, I said to Kari, he was, I didn't even know he was listening to me. I said to Kari, I said, I don't think I'm going to be able to go in the boat tomorrow. And she goes, why? So the wind's changed. Like, it was meant to come at like three in the afternoon. We don't want to get up early and rush. And I don't know if your kids do this yet. I'm tipping they would, especially George. But I literally said to him, buddy, because we jumped into his bed and I said, mate, I don't know if we're going to be able to go out in the boat tomorrow. We'll wake up and see what the wind's doing. And I'm at that stage. I'm not going to that stage. We're not, we're not going. No. He literally goes to me, I'll wake up early, daddy, and we'll go. And he goes, we've got to beat the wind. And I said, all right, mate, no worries. Sure enough, my kids wake up roughly around that eight o'clock mark. Sure enough, 6.30, he's woken me up, come and woke me up. And he's literally gone, Daddy, we need to beat the wind. We need to beat the wind. Come on. And he's got his wetsuit on his shoulder. <laughs> Look, it was unreal to have that. It's the first time we've ever done that. So, it's yeah, it's about catering for the kids. It was great that he got up early. And uh, if you are out there, Marlon Garfish, as we like to call him, he's a great thing to catch. Uh, it's a great species to catch with the kids. And, of course, the snorkeling on those nice days in the shallow water with a bit of burly, you're going to have a day out. We've got a massive show of Real Adventures coming your way this morning. It's Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Hapgood, all for Razorback 4x4. This is Real Adventures. You're listening to Real Adventures, talking all things fishing, boating and the great outdoors for Razorback 4x4, Australia's best four-wheel drive sea covers with protection like no other. And Club Marine. Need insurance for your boat or jet ski? Discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. Welcome back to Real Adventures. Razorback 4x4. There's nothing like Razorback 4x4. It's time to take a look what's biting right around the country. It is the whip around. We kick things off Redmond in New South Wales. And Batemans Bay continues to fire a little report during the week, young Jake had a cracking day with his first ever marlin and dolphin fish, the mahi-mahi, or mahi-mahi as I like to call them. <laughs> uh, 63 kilos was the billfish. Yep. It's a beautiful marlin. And the mahi-mahi weighing in at 16. Not a bad effort from the young fella. It's a great day. It's a fantastic day, actually. But it's so exciting to see these marlin now. They've really fired up. The current slowed. There's fish right up, like you said, Ulladulla down at Batesman's Bay, right through to Eden. So there's so many fish. Burmy, there's just so many fish starting to appear, which is so good to see because we'll hopefully head down there shortly. Yeah, so you have a annual trip that you do sort of middle of February. Cancel it this year. Oh, you've cancelled it? Yeah, you took your boat off me. It is. It's actually for sale if anyone's interested in it. It's beautiful. It's for sale. So, no, the so reason, you're not going to take your six-meter up there? Uh, I will, but it's just uh, I can't pick the boys. Like, so we've got the same boys, five, six, five or six of us, and just a little bit tidy in my boat. I probably don't want that in a six-meter. No, it's just a bit too many, boat, too many people. So what I'll do is I've got my new boat coming, so we might just hold off this year. It's and then 650? Yeah, 650. I can do it in 650, not an issue. So what we'll do is maybe... Are you going to go up there? Yeah, I'll definitely go up there and fish. Just yeah. not with... The, I was not going to tell the boys. The weather gets a bit ordinary. Like your boat, we could push it a bit in the weather and stuff. And I might go up there maybe over that time if I can short notice if the weather's good with whoever's available out of them. Yep. But I don't... Yeah, we're just going to maybe have the year off. It'll be the first one, which is a bit disappointing. But I'll definitely be up down the coast a few times. So... Yep. His marlin run's looking really good, really good. And if you push up a bit higher, the fads out of Sydney... Uh, May May are holding extremely well on them too. So one and a half meters off the new fads, which is really really good to see. So how long do you reckon like those fads when they launch them? Like what's the time you need to take before you start to go fish them? Because actually, I went past the there's a fad off Aries Inlet. Yes, and I didn't realize that redeployed it because I knew that had trouble with the weather down there. At different so stages. they they put them ones in 
Oh, I reckon it was about end of November. Soon the whales sort of stopped. They put them in, so they put them in the same time as the Torquay ones. And and how? What's the balance of right once they're deployed, once they're in? How long before the fish start to so congregate around? Them? Our ones are a little bit different to the, I guess, your continental shelf ones as such. So your fads that are of Perth and uh, Sydney, the likes, and then you compare to ours are different. So you, those fish, are, those fads are more targeting your pelagic fish offshore. Yep. So like your mahi mahi and your bait fish, etc. That's what they're targeting. Where our fads are a little bit different. To be honest with you, I don't know if they do a hell of a lot at yep. all. Yep. Uh, you're not going to get mahi. Don't get me wrong. Stranger things happen. We have caught Mahi Mahi here, but you're not going to have your numbers of dolphin fish on it. You're not going to have... Just not the sheer number of pelagic well, species like you get as you get to warm water. Well, you, let's be honest. How many times do you hear kingfish caught often? Yeah. You just don't. Not very often. You don't. No. So I, they don't, I don't think they're as effective here as what they are on the continental shelf because you've got to remember out there, there's nothing there. There's absolutely nothing. So these fish find it and they hold on it. So basically, long story short, they're nowhere near as effective off in, in our waters what they are catching these dolphin fish etc marlin uh, out wide where even in Hawaii Vanuatu all the fads out there they work really really well yep. so yeah, different places for different fish obviously but uh, yeah more structure on the ground for us is more relevant to then having something floating in the water Pat, yep. if that makes sense hearing some good reports out of Sydney as well the Parramatta River fishing well for brim once again, targeting the structure around the Parramatta, it's always been a really good way of, of chasing brim and soft plastics have been the lure of choice if you're not going to use bait. Heading further north, Redmond to Queensland. Have a look at this. There's a massive, nice, golden spot cod. Caught a yapoon, lamb-based. A big, big one of those, which you don't see a lot of them. So it was a great, great size fish to be caught off yapoon. And then heading... The mouth on that thing when it was posted would be the size of a basketball. Like in terms of once yes. that jaw opens up, they're just massive, the cod. Their ability to extend the mouth and almost dislocate the jaw. Yeah, like literally. Incredible. And they pull hard too. Like they, got to, they finish up pretty quick, but they pull really, really hard as well. The Narang River, 11 whiting caught and five sand crabs. A great morning for uh, for John, the fishing man. Yeah, so they're different whiting to us. So they're uh, the yellowfin whiting. I've seen really, really good reports up the whole Queensland coast on these yellowfin whiting. So surface poppers, or you can get your little worms, you can get your different baits, you can get all sorts of stuff uh, to catch these. But in my opinion, casting those little poppers in the shallows is probably the way to go. Yeah, most exciting way to go, that's for sure. Uh, heading across to the west, and it hasn't been a great week for uh, for Basil Zemplis, the, the Lord Mayor, had a, had a little bit of a tongue twister yeah. when it came to... Reporting on the women's tennis, but we're going to steer clear of that because well, you're we're not allowed we, we, opinion we, anymore, Patrick, in this world. So, we well, he, we're going to steer clear of the politics side <laughs> of things. We're firing are you up nice and early. In. Firing you up early this morning. The Metro. Well, Basil thought he was talking. He thought he was off air and apparently talking about reading the news. Oh boy, we'll leave it there. Heading to the Metro waters <laughs> of Perth, Basil, the speedsters. That bluefin tuna have turned up. They have, and good size. Yeah, bluefin 15 tuna. to 25 kilos. So some absolute, we'll even bigger at times, to be honest with you. Some we absolute crackers. There were some great photos during the week out of the Perth Metro. So that's really, really exciting to see they've turned so up. So taking again. those on, on top water, like, are you, are you fishing for those? Yeah, the same just, they 
we do here, using skirts, using the teaser bars to really get them going? Yeah, so you've got your teaser bars, you've obviously got your hard bodies, and of course, casting. So whatever method you want to try for the day, obviously cater to the life that's happening. If they're on top and the birds are working, casting's great. They're a little bit finicky and you're marking them up, use the teaser bars. So different methods on different days, as we like to talk about, all the techniques will work right around the country, around the world. you yep. just got to cater for what's on offer on the day. And bird life is obviously one of the significant factors that come into play when you're chasing southern bluefin tuna because they're a prolific feeder on the surface. So basically, be ready to go with everything and you're going to catch fish. Now, have a look at this. Down at Will Binga, Patrick. Will Binga. I pronounce it correctly. Land-based probably, fishing. Probably not with some of our pronunciation on the show. But you know I'm what? I'm close with it. We don't care. <laughs> Well, sometimes I uh, get pulled up on a few things and I, yeah, get a smile and wave. Uh, Will Binga, land base, fishing off the surf. We do appreciate your feedback, though, on Real Adventures. And you can get in contact with our social, send us a direct message if you like. We're not going to respond to the abuse, but we do have a <laughs> chuckle at it at times. <laughs> fishing land base at one metre. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting it. Ah, it's good. One metre, 80. Around the 10 kilo mark, a salted mully on a pilly rig lobbed way out with a custom fishing rod, landed land base, a very unexpected cobia Beautiful. off the beach. So that is sensational to catch one of those fish off the beach there. Bloody in it is. So that doesn't happen every day of the week, Patrick, so I thought I'd better throw that in there. Heading to your old uh, accommodation, South Australia. Now, this is what I'm going to be doing very soon, Patrick. South Oz. Uh, oh, yeah, this is exciting. So Ash Smith, who used to own, I think it's Arno Bay Fishing Charter, well, not used to own, still owns it. Obviously, yep. used to be a charter boat operator with a snapper massively. It's still charter boat operator, Ash does, and he's a fantastic fisher, but now that snapper have been taken away from him, he concentrates a lot on the Samson and Kingfish, fishing the lower air peninsula. Massive Kingfish coming from there, up to 143 centimetres. And these are absolute horses. Like, when we talk about Kingfish... Oof, like this is as good yep. as you get in New Zealand, these sort of things. They are extraordinary fish, especially out there. And the Samson fish that he's getting mixed into out there. So Arno Bay Fishing Charters, if you are after a uh, good time out there, because they travel a little bit offshore, up to 540, up to 80 k's at times to get these fish. So you want to know where you go and pick your days, etc. But very, very good fishing. The other thing, the other reason you want to know um, where you're going is there's been a few uh, men in grey suits of late red. There has been a couple. A couple large whites just sort of slowly cruising around the York Peninsula. And unlike Victoria, they're actually South, South Australians actually get the fish identification right that and was, the size identification right. I was right. going to save it for the gaff. We that's, are. That's, we are. Because so stick, I'm pretty annoyed about that. <laughs> stick around for the gaff. But in South Australia, things are identified correctly and the size isn't blown out of proportion. Exactly. Well, especially not for these young fellas. Young boys, Joel and Harvey, out overnight trip to Thistle Island. you know where Thistle Island is? Out off Port Lincoln there? Of course it is, South Australia. Yep. Kingfish, Queen, Snapper, Nanagai, massive Silver Trevally. The freezer is well stocked, they report. So they're fishing out of Thistle Island, if you can get out there for your overnight trip. It is a trip of a lifetime out there. You stay in the boat overnight at the islands. And then the fishing is just absolutely 10 out of 10. So it is some seriously good fishing out there. Uh, Port Vincent as well. There's been some good reports of crabs and also whiting as we head across the Tasman Redmond. And there's been a, it's been a nice weekend at, uh, at Lake Sorrel. Fish going over the half metre mark. Some beautiful browns being caught. And once again, the Tassie Devils have been doing the damage. I'll tell you what, when you say half a metre mark, and you turn, I'm like, what half metre? Then you go 55 centimetres. Half a metre seems bigger than 55 centimetres. It like, does, doesn't it? it? Does. How, how big was the fish? Half a metre. It sounds massive. Yeah. 
It's got, got you got you got. Minute. I literally, when you said it, I had to quickly look at the report. I'm like, oh, I mean, are you talking crap? No, they were 55 <laughs> centimeters. They were really good. <laughs> good uh, a half meter trap. So that was Lake Sorrel fishing really, really well. Feeding on top, uh, feeding on little little um, uh, spinners on the top. Yep. Fishing very, very well. Uh, also, some stripey, some striped trumpeter out of St Helens, Patrick, up to 90 centimeters. So they are a beautiful eating fish, and they are a beautiful fighting fish too. So if you can get onto the striped trumpeter, it is always good. And we've got a massive... Oh, no, you got something there for me? Just the last one. Sorry. Um, Tower Race Park, there's been some nice brim caught in there as well. Um, Yabbies have been the preferred bait, and they've been catching some really nice brim. Brim fishing, people love doing that, especially with their fake muscle things that I don't know how they work. (laughs) Victoria. (laughs) This is a big report for Victoria this week. Flathead in Mallacoota, yep. massive, up to a metre. In the shallow. So how shallow, shallow are we talking? A metre of water, if that. Like some yeah. of them are doing big fish. big. Quite often when you find these big girls, they're often with a few smaller males. So they're hanging around the sides of them. And Have you uh, seen some of the drone footage? Oh, incredible. They, they put the drones up above these and then they launch these. Swim baits. They're, they're, they're swim baits. but they're actually, leg. They're a fu- <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a human body. <laughs> they are a foot long. It's honestly, it's, it's like the fugitive. Yep. They're taking some of the one-armed man. Yep, they're, they're massive. freaking massive. Yep, so they work really and well. And then you see these crocodiles launch out of the sand. Whoa. They're the pinnacle of Australia, these big flooded, I think. One of the pinnacle, one of those icons. Oh, estuary of, fishing? Of estuary, in the estuary world, yeah. Or even estuary and fishing, fishing in total, yeah. Barra yeah. and big flathead around Australia yep. would have to be the two that... I think the meter flatted and the meter barra are the two. Like you think well, of a meter barra, and then you think of a meter flathead. You're like, geez, a p- big fish. Like barra, you think, yeah, meter, yeah. Well, people used to ca- uh, keep the flatties, and now it's like sack. You don't, you do not keep. No, a big, so they bought in. Flathead. They bought in the size limits. Now I, I'm actually not familiar with them, but basically, long story short, you have to release these flathead the big in a certain range in these these big flatties. So Similar to Murray Cod. Yeah, so you're in a certain range of these the size limit. You've got to release them, which is great to see. Port Walshpool, the G-man. He had, Wayne has been down there, and I think they've landed 70-plus kings in a few days fishing. I did see something. I was, I was could tempted. Have been, could have been more in the end. I was tempted to message him and say, just just you know, cry back a few for me and throw him over the border. Well, he was doing By it. the border, I mean Sorrento to Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> tag and release. He's been tagging and releasing those. So Port Walshpool is on fire for the kingfish, if you're interested. Western Port, Viting. Have been very very good. Craigo has been over there most mornings, getting his bag limit captures and hitting that with the change of tide, hitting the dirty water. Yeah, so as soon as that tide starts running, he is into it. And then you've also got the tuna out of Western Port. They've sparked up a fair bit too. Once those tides kicked in, they're fishing very very good. Because there was good reports of tuna, but the reports so, were challenging because people couldn't get them to bite. I couldn't even get them to bite for yeah. bloody days. They were so painful. Uh, yeah. They are so so painful, but. Portfolio Bay Whiting, I did extremely well on those all week and last week. Garfish, really well on those. Tuna Offshore, Kings Offshore fired up massively on certain days. They go one day, not the next. You know what they're like, but fishing very good. Temperamental bass. Polo Bay, Tuna <laughs> fishing very good. Bottom fishing very good, gummies, etc. Port Ferry, Portland, Tuna and Kings are on. Bottom fishing extremely good. Gummies, schoolies, nanagai, trumpeter, you name it. Heading inland. A little bit of dust world. Lake Beauty, Trout and Redfin on fire. Redfin out of Lake Moran. And lots and lots of Redfin out of Parambit. So it's all happening in the state of Victoria, Patrick. 
You know what? You might even get your paycheck for Real Adventures this week. That's one of your best efforts, I reckon. It's, uh, it's just easy when you're in this time of the year. I mean, you should see in winter. Well, I won't lie to you. Some of them you have to add a little bit of GST to. But during this time of the year, Patrick, <laughs> this report <laughs> is so... You can't, you well, if there's only three brim court, I'll add it to six. Sounds better. You've got to keep people wanting to fish, Patrick. You've got to get them out there in the great outdoors. I'm not going to be sitting there going, there's no fish, don't do anything. Because there is fish. It's just not as good. And when you're at this time of the year, the reports come to you. It's great. Being thrown under the bus. Anyway, <laughs> all right. It's time to wrap up there before we get in any more trouble. Uh, that is the whip around for Razorback 4x4. There's nothing like Razorback 4x4 or Aaron's reports for Real Adventures. We will see you after the break. You're listening to Real Adventures, talking all things fishing, boating and the great outdoors for Razorback 4x4, Australia's best four-wheel drive sea covers with protection like no other. And Club Marine. Need insurance for your boat or jet ski? Discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. Welcome back to Real Adventures. It's now time for All Aboard for Razorback 4x4, Australia's best four-wheel drive sea covers with protection like no other. And our guest this morning is Chris Fasileski from Gone Fishing Charters. Morning, Chris-o. Hey, Aaron. How are you? Good, mate. We haven't had you on for a bit. So we haven't got long today because we're punching out, uh, been punching out a bit of a rubbish talk, as Pat and I do. But uh, basically, what have you been up to? Take us through what's been biting and a few options that are coming into these warmer months, especially coming well, now into February. Yeah, it's been, been quite busy. It's, as you know, the holiday period, we're always quite busy running every day. Um, what have we been up to? Oh, I've been getting a lot of whiting, that's for sure. It's been saving the day. Yep. Our weather, as you would know, Aaron, has been uh, atrocious this year with a lot of easterlies and just making it hard trying to sort of mix it up. So we've been relying on the whiting a fair bit um, and they have been good in numbers and sizes. So it's been making life a lot easier. Now, Chris o operates out of the Queenscliff Harbour there, so if you are looking for a charter down the bottom end of Port Phillip Bay and into the ocean, Chris o is the man. From Basically, Chris, there's so many options coming into February. Now, for those that are wanting to, I guess, organise a group charter or an individual charter, they can jump online, and of course, but options aren't just whiting. There's February is our best month into March. We love this time of year. We've got a little bit less boat traffic with all the holiday makers disappear, but you got the options for tuna, you got the options for kingfish, flathead drifts, and of course the mako yep. drifts. Yeah, exactly right. Like coming into like February all the way through to April. Like you said, the variety is so good, like the whiting will stay there, then you've got your offshore flatties, like we did did get one out the other day and it was absolute ripper flatties and there was no shortage of it. I think the boys ended up getting well over a hundred um flathead and uh, what else we got? We got the tuna obviously firing up. Kingfish will see, you know, hopefully see a little bit more of them. There's been a lot of rats outside. Hopefully they get a bit bigger. Um, and then we've got shark as well, which I love doing with the old gummy shark and makos. Yep. And with those so, charters, how long do you recommend they book for a mako? Because you're not going to go out on your four or five hour trip for a mako. You need to commit time to a burly trail. So, what what charter should they book if they're online? What do they try and book? The shark trips are um, generally ran in the eight hour trips. Yep. And um, we might do like on a basic eight hour trip. Depends what customers we get and what they want to do. But I'd ask the question and say, look, did you want to spend an hour on the tuna? 
and then we'll go and set up a shark drift, whether we um, whether we drift for a mako or we anchor and <clears throat> burley. Yep. Not doesn't matter, but yeah, it's eight hour trip is is the one that you want for those shark trips. Now the tuna, booking a tuna trip, you need to sort of, would you, would you advise people trying to get a group of mates together to book the boat for a tuna trip uh, just so you can sort of cater for, I guess, until they bite sort of thing rather than uh, just like trying to cater for sort of into each individual person? Uh, no, it doesn't matter. You can book the boat. There's two options there. You can join a charter or um, you can book the boat out on those trips. We only sort of put up to eight people on the boat, so... You don't need a larger group, um, but yeah, like obviously, yeah, whole groups are easier than a split group. But um, it all depends on the fish, as you know. If we can get twenty fish, then it doesn't matter there's whether plenty, it's split groups plenty, or a full group. There's plenty happening at a bottom end of Port Phillip Bay for Chris. Oh, you got like you said, the whiting, the kingfish, you got the gummies, you got the makos, and the tuna, of course, but. A little bit more exciting, Chris. So you're about to head up the east coast. I think probably not even a week's time. Now. What are you going to be fishing for up there? Yeah, so we're going to do our annual run, which I'm pumped about. And been looking at the weather very closely to head up the Bermagui and do a boys' trip and um, chase the marlin for eight days. Yes, well, that's usually I do that there at a similar time to yourself, but I'm not sure if we're going to be able to get there for our annual trip this year just because Patrick has sold his boat on me, and I can't take the big one, Chris. Oh, and I'm a little bit softy now, and I'm waiting for mine to come before we go. But, <laughs> but those marlin, they seems to be shaping up very good for you. There's a lot of fish being caught in all sorts of places. You might have to do a little, maybe a little bit of driving on the boat or in the car at times to find that water, but you've just got to do it, don't you? You do. You've just got to um, commit, and hopefully you get good weather and, and then obviously chase your currents, I suppose. You'd know what it's all about. But I did have a look today. They've got some good currents through there today. Yep. So, yep. Uh, yeah, hopefully the weather we get, you know, if we can get five out of the eight days, I'm happy. Yep. Um, obviously, coming off a busy season down here, I don't need to be fishing every day. But yep. just to get away and relax a bit is good. Well, Chris, going off the Victorian weather, if you can get one out of the eight days, I'll be happy. You'll, you'll be happy with that the way it's been. Chris Fasileski from Gone Fishing Charters, mate. I reckon we might get you on if I don't head up on the marlin. We're going to need a marlin report, mate. So we'll try and get you on again as well in the next few weeks. Chris, oh, thanks for joining us, mate. On Real Adventures. No problems. Thanks for having us again. It's now time for Red's review for Club Marine Boating's Just Better with Club Marine Boat Insurance. Our review this morning, off the back of a little bit. Of Fatherly time. Aaron introduced himself to his son, which was terrific. Uh, we're reviewing <laughs> some masks and snorkels. You know what? He's not useless. We had a guy at the club. I'm not going to name his name, but his his kids actually referred to him as his nickname. That's how little they saw him. <laughs> no comment. You, you know you're not spending a huge amount of time at home when you are being referred to from your children as your nickname. What was the nickname? Can't say. <laughs> <laughs> Face masks, what do you got for the kids? So, no joke, with Finn, right? Yep. I wasn't going to go out and spend $180 on a good no. snorkel and mask Ridiculous. and flip this for him. No. Totally agree. You know what we did? Went and bought a blow-up. So, he, all he wanted was a snorkel. Yep. And I wanted someone to get him for Christmas, which he never got. So, I'm like, righto. Where am I going to find one that I'm going to spend money? Went to Kmart. No joke. Kmart, $19.00. For his flippers, Love flippers yes. as well included, snorkel and glasses, 
and the kid has used that more than any other present, whether it's in the bath, pool, or in the ocean. He has thrived on it. It was the best $19 I have ever spent. And you asked me if you got the brand for it. It's called the Kmart Deluxe. That's what it's called. It is. Now, the fact that he likes it, right? How much did you pay for it? No, $19. i got some bad news for you. You found a bit cheaper one, haven't it's you? It's 15 now. Oh, Jesus. How good is that? I've got the upgraded one. I got ripped off. And you know what? That one actually looks better than the one that I've got in. <laughs> I'm just looking at it now. Seriously, how good's that, though? Well, like, in all honesty, don't need to go out and spend a stupid amount of money to get nah, these kids into it. Now, I the love fact, that. The fact that he loves this now, yes. I actually will go spend some money on something. You don't need to, but I, I, I'm going to... My life's been brought up around the ocean, right? Yep. And if you're only doing this here and there, you don't need to do this. But if you are spending a lot of time, I'm going to go get him a better one now with a vent down the bottom, and I'm going to teach him to blow water out instead of taking... So, But at the start... At the start... Love it. Uh, that's 15 bucks. You've just broken my budget. It was $19. 15 bucks. Came up. Came up. That is our Reds review this morning for Club Marine. Boating's just better with Club Marine boat insurance. Go to Kmart and get yourself a $15 face mask for your kids and get them into snorkeling. It's, a, uh, it's honestly a great little item. And outdoors, the kids seeing these fish, it blows their mind. We'll be back after the break to wrap the show in a little sneaky gaff. You're listening to Real Adventures. Talking all things fishing, boating and the great outdoors for Razorback 4x4, Australia's best four-wheel drive sea covers with protection like no other. And Club Marine. Need insurance for your boat or jet ski? Discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. Welcome back to Real Adventures for Razorback 4x4. There's nothing like Razorback 4x4. And as we head into the tip and the gaff, there's been a bit happening uh, during the week, Redmond. Bit of a... Bit of a gaff tip during the start. Bit of a gaff tip. Yes, there was uh, there was not unconfirmed reports. There was <laughs> confirmed reports of a uh, of a rascal uh, pouring milk off a bridge in central CBD, Melbourne, and pouring milk on a group of unsuspecting and all of a sudden suspecting you girls. Shouldn't, you shouldn't do this. I'm assuming they're Melbourne supporters because they had the cheese and dip out. Uh, cruising down the Yarra, and they were showered in milk. And when <laughs> I laughed so hard, and I'm, it's so bad, but I, I laughed. Did you laugh? Milk was a bad <laughs> choice, you could say. <laughs> Do you know what the funniest part about the video was? You listen to the Sheila, she goes, We're gonna stink all day. <laughs> well, I listen to the Sheila. Where are you Sheila. from? She, I don't know, sounded good. Are you from outback Queensland. I wish I was I'm from Victoria. But anyway, what's the tip? When you bring done? an umbrella. <laughs> no, the tip is cater for all bridges in Melbourne. The... <laughs> no. So she was on a the... boat traveling down the Yarra, I think it was. Yes. The, no, the tip is uh, head to your Lotus uh, boat dealer and get yourself a bimney. They're about 140 bucks. You know, you need obviously you need you need to. So it's to nothing screw, to do with the fallow tip of milk. I'll keep ne- that up. You need to screw them onto the uh, onto your side gunnels or side decks. You know that was a hired boat, right? For their lunch for their friend's birthday. And they did give the girls a uh, a refund to come back and get milked another day. <laughs> we need to go to the gaff before. It's we get no to good. I, I, but I, it's nearly as bad as the gaff. Well, no, this is a good gaff. So. Last week, and I had it confirmed by the Queen of News, Jackie Felgate, 
that there was a great white in Sorrento. Mm. Four metres long. Huge. Jaws-esque. And then you see the footage, Aaron. And the gaff this week goes to anyone and everyone. One, the people that reported it. Two, the people that believed it. We're going to talk about that bit in two seconds. Keep going. I'm going to keep you going. Um, That it was, in fact, a great white. And the fact that it was four metres long. The, the part that made that part a little bit hard to believe, Aaron, was the fact that it was smaller than the jet ski Next that it. was driving above <laughs> it. Like, uh, I don't know too many jet skis that are four metres long, unless that was a really big one and the person riding it was extra large, like a Toby Conway sort of or a Max Gorn driving the jet ski. <laughs> uh, the gaff goes to any and all reporting that, one, it was a great white, two, it was four metres long. It was a bronze white. Use your initiative. Yep. It was ridiculous. The fact that the news actually jumps on and backs it. Now, oh, can surely, I add to this a surely bit? You can ha- look, can Surely I- the news go, hang on, have we had someone fact check this crap? Can I add to how this, how this started? Yes, go on. So my father-in-law, right, drives the ferry back and forward from Sereno to Queenscliff. Yes. And the lady in the cafe goes... Um, can I just um little waver? We don't condone pouring milk over people. <laughs> and we don't laugh at it or find it funny. <laughs> My father-in-law was driving the ferry back and forth and a lady who works in the cafe on the Sorrento Ferry goes to my father-in-law and goes, people are saying that there's a shark down there or something. And Steve and my father-in-law, he's a bit of a character, he goes, yeah, he goes, what shark? He goes, it's a four-metre great white. That's literally what he said to her. And she got on that page, the dorsal shark page, and she posted it. Straight to social media Your for people swimming. My father-in-law made it up. Like he, he knew what it was. He knew it was a bronzy. But he just said to her as a joke, "Ah, oh, it's just a four-meter great white." Well, she got up and posted it up on the social media, and that's where it took off from. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she put it up on that page, that Shark Watch page on social media, and it just took off. And the Jackie got a hold of it, and next Wait, thing I know, no, Seven News is down there standing at the ramp reporting there's a four-meter great white, and it's a one-point-three-meter bronze white. <laughs> Well, there was a three-metre mako shark that uh, ventured through the bottle in Barwon Heads. Yeah, the young fella, Jay, caught that. And uh, what they did was, during the week, that was all over social media, was they caught the shark, right? Too big to, obviously, handle in the boat, so they had to tow it in. When they towed it up the river, blah, blah, blah. got a jet ski trailer. Yeah, they took the jet ski off, got a jet ski trailer (laughs) to take it home to clean. And they copped a lot of grief for this, which I don't understand why. They're entitled to it. And they put the shark on the trailer. All they did was driving it to clean. But how else do you get home? You can't just lift it. Well, they did take it through the bottle, though. Well, they're thirsty. Had a big day. Six hours towing it back in. I'm all fine. I think they've done a great job. Anyway, <laughs> on that note, it's time to close. We hope you've enjoyed this morning, <laughs> this morning's show uh, of Real Adventures, all for Razorback 4x4. We'll be back next week to do it all again. Thanks for your company.